welcome to this week's episode of Beat My Guest. I'm your host, AJ Mass. If you're new to the show, each week I invite a guest to sit in the hot seat and field questions in a wide variety of topics, earning as many points for the episode as they can. For those of you playing along at home, you have but one task set before you, and that is to see if you can beat my guest. But before you can beat my guest, you need to meet my guest. So let's give a warm welcome back into the hot seat after a long, long layoff. Welcome back, Dan Felsenhal. Dan, how are you? AJ, I'm just so excited to be back in the hot seat. I just, it's been a long time. It's been like over three years. So things, have, a lot of things have changed since then. We've had a pandemic. We're almost out of a pandemic, maybe. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, I was going to start off each episode with the standard. So uh, why don't you tell everybody who you are and what you do? But I don't know if anyone does anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I work at home. <laughs> yeah. Many people, my office does not exist anymore. They decided to close because our lease was up. So they're like, you know what? Just stay home. So. Hey. You know what? Uh, I think that's going to be the new normal for a lot of us here. I'm happy. Uh, Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, some of of the non-work fun stuff that you do, uh, hobbies, interests, you know, whatever you you want. So I do a lot of crosswords, like several a day. I've competed in the last, in the last year being home all the time, I've competed in a bunch of online crossword tournaments, things like Boss Words, and they had the big uh, ACPT, the American Crossword crossword tournament the, the the big one that was online this year so that was kind of interesting uh so i, I did that and I, I i actually was happy with my finish I'm, I'm i'm not a fast solver i'm very i'm slow i'm because i'm mediocre but it's <laughs> it's a lot of fun made a lot of friends through the the crossword community um that's cool so yeah i do a lot of the indie crosswords i do the uh, fire fireball i do the avcx i do the matt gaffney weekly meta crossword you know enough about the crossword puzzle world we <laughs> Got yourself into a bit of a, a puzzle here yourself. Why did you get back in the hot seat? We'll soon find out. I hope I don't regret it. Uh, <laughs> no, of course not. Well, this is season eight of Beat My Guest. Amazing. We've gotten this far, and we haven't gotten this far without keeping things a little fresh. So with another brand new season underway, it's a brand new way of playing a brand new game. Let's kick things off with round one. A little game we're calling Beat My Rank. Beat My Rank. It goes like this, Dan. I am going to give you three lists of five items, one at a time. The list will be presented to you in alphabetical order, so don't go and try and figure out any game theory. That ain't going to work. You know I'm going to stop that Nash stuff from coming on in my podcast. No, no, no. Uh, (laughs) After I give you each list of items, I will then ask you one quantitative question regarding those items and those items alone. Your job, simply pick the answer from the list that you think best answers the question that I pose to you. Get it right? Five points will be headed your way. If you pick the second best answer, that'll be worth three points, two points for third, one point for fourth, and nil point. If you pick the last place (laughs) answer, you'll be out of the embers, as it were. (laughs) All you Eurovision fans out there know what I mean. Dan, do you have any questions about how this game is played? Um, I guess it'll be obvious when when it starts. (laughs) Yeah. So here is your first list of items headed your way. We start off with Idaho. Move along to New Mexico. Third is Oregon. Next up is Tennessee. And the last item in the list is Texas. One more time, that is Idaho, New Mexico, Oregon, Tennessee, and Texas. And your quantitative question, I want you to give me which of these states has the highest high point? Which of these states is the highest high point? Obviously, 
Alaska with Denali would be the highest high point, but we're just talking about the five in question here. Hmm. Well, Texas, I think it doesn't really have a lot of like big mountains that I can think of. It's very flat. I've been to Dallas. I've been to San Antonio and Austin and like Dallas, I think is pretty flat. East Coast, Tennessee, I'm just going to rule out because East Coast mountains are older and they're all shorter. So I don't think like the Great Smoky Mountains are very high. I feel like it's between Idaho and Oregon. I know you have like Mount Hood and like Mount St. Helens is Washington State, but I think there's a mountains in Oregon also. I think it's Mount I think it's Mount Hood. I can't remember. I've been out to Portland. My brother-in-law lives out there. I know Idaho has really good skiing too. So they definitely have some mountains. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to guess I'm going to go with Idaho. Idaho is your answer. Excellent. Let's see how well you did with your first ever beat my rank. Uh, we're going to start off with the 5 point answer, the one with the highest high point of all the five states we've listed here. 13,167 is the mark, and that is New Mexico. New Mexico of these five has the highest high point. Second place with three points, 12,668. That would be Idaho. Three points for you. Nicely done. Excellent job to round out the list for those playing at home. Oregon is indeed third, two points, 11,249. Texas comes in next, would have been worth one point, 8,751. And yeah, Tennessee, 6,643. A goose egg. So glad you <laughs> steered clear of uh, Old Smoky, as it were. <laughs> yeah. All my exes live in Texas. That's why I live in Tennessee, right? There you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a good start. Let's just keep this ball rolling. Move along to your second list of five and the names i will give you are as follows eli manning joe montana john elway johnny unitas and tony romo once again we have eli manning joe montana john elway johnny unitas and tony romo and your quantitative question is please tell for me which of these guys have the most career regular season touchdowns? Ooh, I was hoping you would say Super Bowls because that would be a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> Romo with a big goose egg. Um, <laughs> career touch, uh, most career touchdowns. Okay, so I'm a, I'm a, I am also a Giants, New York Giants fan, such as that is right now, which is kind of sad. But you know, <laughs> it's I don't think Daniel Jones weird. is the second coming, but whatever. Most career, t- wow. Okay, so I don't, I doubt it's Romo, but it's possible, I guess. But So Eli did play a lot of years. Montana had a lot of touchdowns and Super Bowls. Does that, is, it was just regular season, right? Regular season playoff. only, yes. Because I know Montana bunch of one of like four Super Bowls, so he would have a lot of postseason. Boy, Elway, wow. I'm going to guess... I feel like it's not, I don't think it's, e, well, Eli did have a lot of touchdowns, though. Shoot, shoot. I don't think it's, e, I feel like Joe Montana is probably going to butt past Eli and probably Elway. I'm trying to figure out where Unitas fits in there, because that's like, you know, way before my time. So at least Montana and Elway are like, and Eli are all in my lifetime, but Unitas is like, you know, old timey. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with uh, Montana. Joe Montana is your answer. So let's see how you did here. Yeah, it's a little bit easier when you've seen them in color. Because <laughs> Johnny and I just played in black and white, right? 
<laughs> with the leather helmets back in the day. Indeed. <laughs> well, five points would be our first place answer. You should have had a little more faith in Big Blue. That is with 366 career touchdowns. That is Eli Manning. Second place, three points. With 300 touchdowns on the nose, that would be Mr. John Elway. Uh-oh. 290 touchdowns, that would be the man, the myth, the legend, Johnny Yu himself. And in fourth place, with one point, 273 touchdowns, there's your Joe Montana. One point headed your way for that one. Tony Romo with the goose egg, 248 career touchdowns. So not not bad by any stretch of the imagination. Not good enough here. One point right. headed your way. We're going to add that to the three you had. And you're now sitting at four points. I'll uh, take it. Yeah, I think Yeah, you, you, you should have steered clear of states after you got some points with the states. Yeah, I know. That's right. <laughs> See, I thought maybe there was a theme. New Mexico. <laughs> Not in this round. Sheer happenstance. Don't let me get in your head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One more rank for you here, sir. Here are your five list items, starting with Born, B-O-U-R-N-E, Born. Then we have Nightmare on Elm Street. We have Paranormal Activity, Police Academy, and The Conjuring. Once again, it is Born, Nightmare on Elm Street, Paranormal Activity, Police Academy, and The Conjuring, your quantitative question for this list is, which of these intellectual properties have the most total films? Ooh, okay. So, I know some of these, but I don't know all of them. So, I know Bourne has, like, there's there's the Bourne Identity, the Bourne, whatever, Supremacy. There was that stupid one with Jeremy Renner. Which was I forgot, which I saw in the theater, <laughs> and, and then was one of the dumbest movies I've ever seen. I think that Bourne is like five, maybe four or five. Nightmare on Elm Street. I think there's oh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I know there's been, gosh, there's probably like seven or eight of those. I would guess maybe. Paranormal Activity. I have no idea. I haven't seen any of these movies. Not a big horror movie person in general but paranormal activity i know there's been at least two or maybe possibly three um police academy i know there's i think there's at least three or four five i don't know and the conjuring i have no idea that i think that i feel like there's only been like a what maybe a two one or two con, con conjurings but conjugations conjurings um <laughs> um Wow, trying not to get shut out on this one. I think I feel like I don't think it's born. I feel like I feel like born and maybe conjuring are probably the lowest two. So I th- I'm gonna say I think there were I think there's a I'm gonna say Nightmare on Elm Street is is the number is the, the highest. All right, Nightmare on Elm Street. Hopefully that answer is not a nightmare for you. And Freddy after me. <laughs> you certainly weren't craven in selecting it. Kill me. Let us go over the answers, of course. Starting with the five-pointer with nine films in the series. 
to date. You never know. There could be more. Nightmare on Elm Street. Five points for you, sir. Well done. Well done. Yeah, Wes Craven uh, did the new Nightmare. Freddy versus Jason. Oh, yeah. The reboot with Jackie Earl Haley. Oh, man, it's crazy. I think I've only seen the first one. I haven't seen any of the other ones because I just don't really care to put (laughs) The first one was good. Dream Warriors was good, and New Nightmare was good. You can skip the rest. <laughs> uh, and they kind of make up a nice little trilogy, if you will, uh, within the uh, right. the, uh, the genre. Is, the genre. Yes. <laughs> Three points with eight films in the series. That would be The Conjuring. Conjuring uh, intellectual property includes the Annabelle film oh. and... Uh, None. I think there was one in Spanish, La 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 Yama or something. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. They just you're, released you're one. Right yeah, they yeah. just released one. Uh, I didn't know those were all the yeah. same series. So. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, Annabelle was, yeah, Annabelle was actually the first scene of the original Conjuring, and then they kind of spun it off into its own <laughs> movie, so it's considered part of the property. Uh, third place with two points and seven films. Oh, they just never did teach those cops well. That's Police Academy. <laughs> What, you don't remember Mission to Moscow? Uh, no. I did see the first one. I probably saw the second one, but that's, I'm out. I'm out after that. Yeah, I mean, how many times can you hear Michael Winslow make silly noises? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> worth one point, had you picked it, six Paranormal Activity films. That's right, six they're all the same, but there are six of them. <laughs> and uh, Born, only five Born films so far. So, Neil Point for Born, but you avoided all that noise. You got five for that one. Add it to the four you already have. Nine points. An excellent start to the game. And you have now put those nine points into your personal pool. How are you feeling after round one? I feel pretty good. It was not, you know, I wasn't sure what to expect, and, you know, I did okay. Yeah, I should say so. I am uh, not not complaining. That's that's good. Good stuff. A good solid foundation. We're gonna move right on to round two here. You got a chance to add your score with the game I'm calling Mash My Beat. That's right, Mash My Beat. I'm so creative. Uh, <laughs> in this round, you are gonna get four mashups, uh, sometimes known as before and afters. First one's worth one point, and each subsequent clue is going to be worth one more point than the last. So we're going to build one, two, three, and four. Now, they may be a little tricky to figure out and potentially could get harder as they go along. But in order to help you out a bit, I will tell you there will always be a theme linking the four answers uh, in this round. So once you figure that out, it may make it easier. Of course, it may not. Tunnel vision could you know, restrict you, and you might not be able to think out of the side of the box. That's the fun of the game. We'll have to see. And also, unlike previous versions of Beat My Guest, you are only going to have a total of seven minutes to finish this round. Now, if you get stuck on an answer, you may pass and move on, but there's no going back. Once you leave an answer, I'm going to tell you what the answer actually was. So, uh, you know, choose wisely. If you t- you know, if you're stuck for too long, though, you might want to move on. And yeah, not- yeah. All right, so I'm going to put seven minutes on the clock. Here is... Your first mashup. Billy Joe Armstrong walks alone, ready for his close-up. Okay, Billy Joe Armstrong walks alone, ready for his close-up. Okay, so so we're talking about Green Day. I uh, walk. Uh, what is the name of that song? Oh, uh, well, ready for his close-up. So Sunset Boulevard. Um, Norma Desmond. So wait, so Green Day. Billy Joe Armstrong. I walk. Uh, 
Oh, uh, Lonely Street. Uh, was it what? Not Lonely Street of Dreams. Lonely. What the heck is the name of that song? I'm blanking now. Lonely Street Car Named Desire. Now Lonely Street Boulevard. Oh, Boulevard of Broken Sunset. Sunset Boulevard of No Sunset Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Sunset Boulevard of Broken Dreams is correct. Well done. You got it. You worked it out. Like I said, these are all little puzzles here. Let's yeah. move on to number two. The kitchen of the master of the house, keeper of the inn, is stocked entirely with Cheetos, Sun Chips, and rolled gold. The kitchen of the master of the house, keeper of the inn, is stocked entirely with Cheetos, Sun Chips, and rolled gold okay so that sound the first part sounds like a lay miz i don't know the name of that song no i thought it was just called master of the house i know that um what's the name sasha baron cohen was in the movie but it's stocked entirely with cheetos sun chips rolled gold so are those like frito lays cheetos uh those are snacks uh oh there's a theme though so wait sunset boulevard of broken dreams boulevard of broken dreams trying to figure out what the theme is though the kitchen of the master of the house keeper of the inn lay uh john val john uh uh fantine something with fantine john val i Got nothing. <laughs> Cheetos, Sun Chips, Rolled Gold. So are those Frito-Lay? Are those mixed Cheetos? General Mills, the master, uh, the modern major General Mills. <laughs> Something. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to pass this one. Oh, you're going to kick yourself. You had it. It was Frito-Lay Miserable. Oh, you had it. I had Frito-Lay. You did. And you said Lay Miz. All right, we're going to move on. Oh, we're under a so clock close. here. For three points, foul-mouthed puppets try to get by, including one wearing a horned fur headdress, war paint, and carrying a six-foot-high spear. Try to get by, including one wearing a horned fur headdress, war paint, and carrying a six-foot... Well, Avenue Q. Avenue... That sounds like Avenue Q, foul-mouthed puppets. One wearing a horned fur headdress, carrying a six-foot spear, sounds like... It could be Valkyrie. It could be a Norse, Norse god, um, Siegfried, Valhalla. Um, you have three minutes left. Oh boy! Oh, I only have one question after this. Okay, Falmouth puppets. Okay, Avenue, Avenue Q. Oh, a- oh, is it Avenue Avenue QAnon Shaman? <laughs> <laughs> it is Avenue QAnon Shaman? Oh, I hate that guy. Let's work three points. Let's move on to our okay. final one for four points. points. <laughs> a small town girl comes to New York City to marry for money instead of love, but discovers psychic powers after getting caught up with criminals involved with human trafficking and a demigorgon. Okay. Well, the second one is probably ele- sounds like it sounds like eleven eleven from the Stranger Stranger Things. So maybe it's Stranger Things is the second part. Small town girl comes comes to that sounds like breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> Small town girl comes to New York City. Breakfast at Tiffany Eleven. No, breakfast at Small town girl comes to New York City for married for money instead of love. So it's definitely eleven. Eleven. The second part is definitely eleven. Oceans. Ele, oceans. Ele, 
No, it's not Ocean's Eleven Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh wait. So I should figure out the, what the theme is. So Sunset Boulevard of Broken Dreams, Frito Lay, Miserab, Avenue QAnon, Shaman. So it's Sunset Boulevard, Lay. Well, there's Avenue and Sunset Boulevard. There's streets. So the streets of one minute. The streets of. 11. The streets go to 11. <laughs> Final tap. Um, the, the streets have no name. The small town. Uh, breakfast. Breakfast at Tiffany's at 11. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know what the first one is. Made in Manhattan. Stranger Things. Are uh, the prisoner of 2nd Avenue and 11th Street. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need an answer. Uh, forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. I don't know. All right. <laughs> Something about That's... eleven. But I don't yeah. know. Well, so you're looking for the theme: Sunset Boulevard, Les Misrab, Avenue Q, all Broadway musicals. Each one of these mashups contains a Broadway musical. Uh, in this case, the question is: A small town girl coming to New York City to marry for money instead of love gets caught up with a human trafficking ring and that musical was thoroughly modern millie oh millie bobby okay thoroughly modern millie bobby brown okay. thoroughly modern uh, okay millie bobby that was the right brown. track yes, but the actress no, no absolutely i would feel worse about the fact you said free to lay and lay miz several times yeah. <laughs> i'm sure the listeners were screaming at their computers <laughs> or whatever podcast of choice vehicle Indeed. they use but hey you got two right. You got four points in that round. We're going to add those four to the nine already in your personal pool, which gives you 13 points. Lucky 13. And yeah, lucky 13 at the end of round two. Uh, now to explain how we move on into the final round and what happens here in this final round. You're recording before you had a chance to hear, which is very, very brave of you. Uh, <laughs> so you are unaware of what you're about to experience. Can't wait. Well, you see... You've put those 13 points into your personal pool, but you have not yet earned those points. Here's your chance to actually earn your points. And we do that in a game we call the Unlucky 13. How ironic. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what's going to happen. I am going to give you an alphabetized list of 13 items. I will then give you a category. Now, 10 of the 13 items fit the category, but three of them are fakes. Wrong answers. Traps, if you will. I will then ask you to select one at a time the correct items that you see in the list. We'll find out if it's right or if you've fallen prey to one of those devious tricks. Now, if you can get five answers right before you select all three fakes, then you get to lock in half of your points. They are yours to keep. If you get an additional three answers right, again, without hitting the three fakes, you have then earned all of those 13 points. Huzzah, huzzah, huzzah. Now, assuming you get that far, you'll then have a decision to make. You can take one more chance at getting the ninth correct answer, and if you're right, you'll double those points. If you're wrong, your game is over, and you go back down to half. So there is something at risk there when you get to that level. And if you survive all the way to the chance at your 10th answer... You get to decide if you want to try to complete the list, copyright Andy Saunders, <laughs> and get that 10th correct item. If you do, you will once again double your points. Whoa. However, 
if you're wrong on that last answer, you go all the way down to zero. Ooh. Oh, ho, 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 ho. The pressure will be on at that point. Do you understand the terms? More or less. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I think right so. Answer I need to get five. Bit. Don't pick the fake ones. I think that's basically it. There you go. Here are your 13 answers. We have Ackroyd, Belushi, Carlin, Chase, Co, Curtin, Franken, Martin, Morris, Murray, Newman, O'Donohue, and Radner. Again, your list. Ackroyd, Belushi, Carlin, Chase, Co, Curtin, Franken, Martin, Morris, Murray, Newman, O'Donohue, and Radner. Those are the items. The category is Saturday Night Live First Episode Performers. Ten of the items on this list were performers in the first episode of Saturday Night Live. Three are fakes. Which one will you start with? Okay. So this is a kind of a wheelhouse category for me because I'm old, so I watch, I watch <laughs> a lot of this now. <laughs> so I know a lot of these for sure. I know that... So I'm, so I'm going to go... For the first one, I'm going to go with Belushi because I know he was in the very first sketch. <laughs> All right. Belushi is your answer. And Belushi is correct. That is one. Which one will you like next? Okay. Next, I'm going to go with O'Donohue because I know he was also in the very first sketch. Michael O'Donohue. O'Donohue is next. And O'Donohue is also correct. Two for two. Item number three. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to go with the safe bet and go with go with Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. You are correct. Three for three. <laughs> Item number four. Item number four. Uh, I'm going to go with Newman. 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 Hello, Newman. Oh, not, not that Seinfeld. Newman. Yes. <laughs> it's the Lorraine Newman. Lorraine Newman is correct. Four for four. One more answer. And if you get it right, then you will be locked in at six and a half points. I'm going to go with Ackroyd. Ackroyd is correct. You, you have reached the halfway point. Well done. Six and a half points are yours to keep as long as you can keep them. Now, you will now move on to the second phase of the game. If you give me three more correct answers before getting the three wrong answers, then you will get 13 points as your score. But keep in mind, it's a lot harder now as there are only five correct answers and three wrong ones. So the odds are no longer looking as good as they did at the start. All right. I'm going with Radner. Gilda Radner is correct. Six for six. Well done. Item number seven. Okay. I'm going to go with... Pretty sure I'm going to go with Curtin. Curtin. As in Jane. As in Jane. As in Jane, in, you're ignorant slut. Well, you're not ignorant for picking it because that is correct. Seven 
for seven. Can you get the eighth answer now? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's one of these two. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that one is not going to be it. Um, I'm going to go with Garrett Morris. Garrett Morris. Beat my guest has been Betty. Betty, good to you. That is correct. Garrett Morris, <laughs> 8 for 8, 13 points. All of your personal points pool is now in your possession. And now we hit that decision point. There are five answers left in alphabetical order. Carlin, Co, Franken, Martin, and Murray. Two of them are correct. Three of them are trap answers. So, do you want to take a chance? If you can give me the ninth answer, you have one shot at this. No more three strikes and you're out, it's one strike and you're out at this point. If you can give me the ninth answer, you will double those points from 13 all the way up to 26. If you're wrong, you go back down to six and a half and the game is over. Dan, what do you want to do? Oh, I'm definitely going to go for it. I'm going to have to hear that. We like to hear that because you know, how many chances like money. Exactly. <laughs> All right. This isn't a daily double, you know. All right, sir. What will you pick? All right. So I have Carlin. Well, I'm pretty sure George Carlin was the host of the first. Oh, wait. Was, who was the host of the, of, of the first one? Maybe Buck Henry was the host of the first one. I don't remember if it was Car- maybe I'm trying to remember if it was Carlin or not. Shoot, but I know George Coe, who's like a very obscure name, was was on the show, and I'm pretty sure he was on the first episode. And I know Al Franken, you know, was a writer for the show before he was a senator. And got you know all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Murray is definitely was definitely is definitely a trap answer because he. He came after after Chevy Chase left. He came to keep going on the show. I don't think Steve Martin was on this show either. So I feel like I'm going to say Co for my answer. Co is your answer, and Co is correct. Well <laughs> done. You have doubled your score to 26. An excellent job. And now we are at the final decision you have to make. Are you going to take those 26 points, happily leave your mark on the show with 26 points, (laughs) take your ball and go home, or are you going to risk it all, and I mean all, or if you get the 10th item correct, we'll double your score to 52. If you get it wrong, zero. Nothing to show for your effort here today. So what's it going to be? Are we going to risk the double or nothing? Or are we going to play it safe and leave? Risk it all. Not even a question. I kind of felt that (laughs) it was going to be your answer, and I'm happy for it. All right. For 52 points or nothing, what is your 10th item? I think I'm going to go with my, my gut feeling says that it is the former senator from Minnesota and funny man, author of Rush Limbaugh is a Big Fat Idiot, one of my favorite books from him, uh, 
Uh, I'm going with Al Franken. Al Franken is your answer. Can you just feel the tension? (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. Yeah, on the first episode of Saturday Night Live, George Coe appeared. It was his only ever episode of Saturday Night Live. (laughs) That was it. I only learned that name like a few months ago. I was like, yeah. We, you had, you've named Ackroyd, Belushi, Chevy Chase, Jane Curtin, Garrett Morris, Lorraine Newman, Michael O'Donohue, Gilda Radner, all cast members. Yes. We had Albert Brooks appearing in a film. We had Andy Kaufman appearing, doing his Mighty Mouse little, uh, Here I come to save the dead. Rest in peace. Technically, you could have said Jim Henson because of the Muppets made an appearance, some right. sort of Muppet uh, theater. Paul Simon, who was the host of this of episode two, appeared to say, "I'm going to be the host of episode two. So technically, you could have had Paul Paul Simon there. <laughs> but the host was Carlin. Oh, George Carlin was the correct answer. And oh, Franken, it's a trap. And I'm sorry. Oh. You go away with nothing. Oh no. Oh no. But wasn't it the friends we made along the way? That was the real, the real friends. <laughs> Uh, you know what, though? Uh, the goose egg may be what's on the final ledger, but I've got to say I'm proud of you, sir. I uh, It has been such fun watching you uh, get tortured by my deviousness. And, uh, well, is there anything you want to say before I actually kick you out of the hot seat? Because uh, I, I can see you're wounded. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wounded, but I'm not even dead, as Springsteen said. <laughs> Excellent job, sir. Is there anything you'd like to say? I uh, mean, the listeners who probably feel your pain. Listeners, you know, what can I tell you? I mean, I had a blast. I have to say, AJ, I mean, I had a blast on the show. The new format is, is really different and cool, so I, I like it. I think you should keep it for a while. You know, I'm the second one to do it, even though I've never heard it before. It's, it's, I, I like it. <laughs> so, well, like you said, it, uh, it's an adventure. Unfortunately, not all uh, adventures end with the hero being victorious. But uh, you know what? We'll have you back at some time in the future. And you know, if there's a, if there's some sort of you know, it's not like this is a competition. So it wasn't like you know you had to keep that score to you know qualify for the next round. So I, I appreciate the uh, the the guts uh, to go all the way here. Dan, you may now leave the hot seat. It has been a pleasure, and thank you all for listening next week for another new episode of Beat My Guess. Hopefully less bloody, less uh, torturous. (laughs) (laughs) But until then, everybody, thank you for listening. Take care, and bye-bye. Did you beat our guest, or did our guest beat you? Tell us all about it on Facebook at Beat My Guest, the fans' hot seat. If you'd like to help contribute to the cause and help make more episodes possible, we ain't going to say no to that. Find us at patreon.com slash beatmyguest. And if you liked what you heard, spread the word. This is absolutely not been a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production.